New York City pizza chain, Famous Familia, which is opening a store in Ghana, will ship New York City water to the African country to make their pizza taste authentic. Not to poor villages throughout Africa in desperate need of clean water, but to pizza shops in big African cities where the discerning clientele really know the difference between that and Sparrow. Uh, North Korean officials are denying that Kim Jong-un ordered his regime to kill his half-brother with poison and instead suggested that he died of a natural heart attack, which is to say it was an all-natural, locally-sourced organic poison. And finally, police in California are searching for the person who stole six Star Wars lightsaber replicas worth $1,800 from a local garage. Now, this is a crazy idea, but has anybody checked the, the nerds' houses? Trump Report starts now! Destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, that's right. Anytime that I can have an excuse to have a little disco light show and bust out Rockwell's Somebody's Watching Me, you know it's going to be a good show. Welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt, at Christian DMZ. To my left... Camera right, Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia. And then way at the opposite end of the desk, Scott Moore at S Man 80. Now, uh, we were, of course, talking about this song before we started. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking we throw everything out and we talk about Rockwell's <laughs> Somebody's Watching Me. Now, Chelsea, you were actually saying that you felt like you basically came out of the womb singing this song because you, it was Not so quite singing because I would probably kill everybody <laughs> who heard me sing, but I felt like I knew it like in my cells. I think it's what introduced me to the IRS. Right, which, hey, that ties right. into the Trump Report, so that, that's why I asked that It was that a very question. educational song mm-hmm. that I and learned when I was a year old. This is Rockwell's only hit, but it proves the old adage that if you want to have a hit song, just let Michael Jackson sing the chorus. And then all of a sudden right. you have a... Yeah, do, you wonder, talking... do you wonder if this song is different to people in L.A. who are like trying to become famous? They're like, instead of a song about paranoia, this is like their calling card. Like, this is their anthem. I, I don't know. Somebody is but watching as, me. As three, and they're Trump's anthem. as three people who are on camera, we always feel like someone's watching us. And we appreciate all of you in the chat doing it. Yeah, that's right. I know that was a smooth segue. I'll pat myself on the back. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's joining us live on YouTube, but obviously if you're watching after the fact, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Trump Report ABTV, and you can, of course, like our YouTube videos, comment, rate us on iTunes. That's always very helpful to do. But seriously, follow Trump Report ABTV. I, I don't know. Enough of you aren't. You're missing out on things like listen to the Trump Report tonight at 7 Pacific. <laughs> but uh, if you ask us questions, we will answer them for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there are so many things to talk about, and I am going to just sort of pick the most fun slash terrible one, the one that dictated the song Somebody's Watching Me. Uh, Donald Trump, apparently, President Trump, let's say, a little little paranoid (laughs) uh, in the idea of the explosive allegation that President Obama bugged Trump Tower right before... Tapped it with two Ps. Tapped it with two Ps. Wiretapped. Wiretapped right before Election Day, which I read that and... My first thought was, I don't know if that's true, but if it is, probably because they expected the Russians to be calling. That sort of is is kind of an an obvious reason that they could be doing it. But President Trump offered no information. There was no basis, no evidence, no proof, not even a hint of it. 
just an article from Breitbart.com that kind of, you know, basically gathered up some stories from a couple months ago and something that that I think it was Mark Levin, but someone said on their talk show. So that's where the news came from, and I don't know what's happened since. I don't know if this is like OJ trying to find the real killers. I don't know if we'll ever find out who tapped Trump Tower. But, uh, Scott, when you heard this story, your thoughts... Well, it kind of goes back to his whole joint session last Tuesday at this this point in time. Which, by the way, if you are in L.A. County, you can still go out and vote in the next 40 minutes if you're watching this live. That's Just a great point. Out. You can but, still vote. Um, but going back to that, it, it, he's going on about, oh, we, we should be able to come together. He gives this very sober, presidential, I put that in quotes, presidential speech. And then four days later, he has this tweet storm that is again, we're like, okay, the old Donald Trump is back. But let's also not forget... First of all, this would never happen. A president can't just order a wiretap. This, again, is very Nixonian. But besides that, remember that he's in Trump Tower. He's in a building with a lot of other offices and businesses that rent space there and people that live there. Yeah. And there are a lot of other things that are going on besides just him to where maybe there was some kind of federal judge that had asked some kind of company that was up to no good or whatever to wiretap. I mean, beyond just the, the baseless claim, which, first of all, presidents never used to do that. This was like the President's Club. It's kind of above the political fray, above the political parties, where you respected your predecessor. Usually, you know, and the predecessor doesn't talk about the current president, lets them have the chance to govern without influence. You know, we even saw that with George W. Bush. Never well, said even, a word and, and about even Obama. we're seeing that about George W. Bush now. Right. Even though there are headlines that try to yeah. make it seem like he's speaking out against President yeah. Trump. He's not. Not directly, but I yeah. mean, he took the whole time and never said a Anything word about Obama. About Obama. Yeah. And that goes back... For years and years and years and decades. I mean, this was a respected thing. And then for Donald Trump to just throw that out of the water with another baseless, crazy claim is ridiculous. And again, it's a distraction tactic. We know that. He wants uh, people to not think about him and his possible connections with Russia. He's hoping to get that out of the way. And, you know, he was incredibly angry about everything, which we'll get into later with yeah. Jeff Sessions well, and all that, that. That's really what this but is a direct result It's another of, way we'll of getting that, that distraction yeah. there. Well, he's so upset about these these allegations that he's throwing around about wiretapping that about an hour later, this is what he tweeted. <laughs> right. Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't <laughs> voluntarily leaving The Apprentice. He was fired by his bad parentheses, pathetic ratings, not by me. Set into a great show. Great show? There are a lot of things that he's said that I feel like might not be 100% true. <laughs> right. But I don't think The Apprentice was ever a great show. No, was, I covered that on After Buzz. It, all right, but it was not. a semi... Was it Celebrity Apprentice? When Trump celebrity, was, yes, when celebrity Trump apprentice. on. And when Never would I have dreamed for you, a million years he'd be president That's one. literally what I was about to ask you. <laughs> ever. So you just figured, like, oh, I'm going to move on to another show right. that has Trump on it. I don't, I don't need to, to do... Uh, Chelsea, are you surprised by these allegations? Or are you incapable of being surprised by President Trump at this point? Oh, I think I like that. Mm-hmm. Incapable of being surprised by him. But it's still like a chuckle. And then it's like not so funny. I mean, to be accusing President Obama of this is uh, with no evidence. So that's the thing. You can accuse him all day long if you have something to back it up. Otherwise, you're just distracting us and can't take you seriously. I tried to take him like a weedy, teeny, tiny bit seriously. After that speech last week where he sounded cool, calm, collected, but, you know, he was just, I guess, reading what the script, reading the prompter, and it okay. wasn't really a reflection of him. And, and let's just say that this really did happen. So you're going you're gonna to just 
tweet it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Way. Instead of getting to the bottom of right. it. Right, going through the proper channels. And then and then follow it up by a, a, a celebrity apprentice tweet. It's just... <laughs> what the hell, yo? I just... Um, it's. I almost don't want to take it seriously. I want Americans almost to ignore it. Like, if it doesn't come backed up with a source... I mean, right? Isn't that what fake news is? Is just asserting a fact and having no credible source to back it up? So... Did he just not commit one of his biggest pet peeves? Mm-hmm. As of this moment, is it we've got as much evidence as that as that somebody peed on him? That's true. We do have equal amounts of evidence. There's one of those I'm more interested in finding out if it's true, <laughs> which I will not say which one. Uh, look, it's an it's an interesting point, and you know he kind of flew off the handle a few weeks ago about uh, you know like at the moment that a report was airing on Bill O'Reilly's show on Fox News, he started tweeting about it. So very clearly. That's probably when he came across that article first thing in the morning. He's up at 4 Mm a.m. tweeting. And, you know, he was so upset, he waited at least an hour and a half to tweet about Schwarzenegger and Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, But, (laughs) uh, sorry, somebody retracted a message in the chat room. Do you think that our chat on YouTube is also tapped? And that the feds, you know, the NSA is actually taking uh, comments out of there. Well, anyway, we appreciate everybody who's in there. Uh, Andreas Froby, the Swedish guy, still afraid after hashtag last night in Sweden. Aww. We, we uh, hope that you soldier on, sir. Yes. Uh, anyway, so that was sort of, I don't know, like I asked Chelsea, I'm just not capable of being surprised. I was just like, mm-hmm. wow, that is really surprising, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. And, I, and I don't know. I just, I think I was on the treadmill when I was reading about that, and I'm like, all right, is yeah. this making up for our kale conversation last <laughs> week? Because well, I was in bed when I saw it, and you were on the treadmill, right. so now I was maybe sleeping. we're swapping roles here. No, I don't know. It was Saturday citizen. morning. I, I was not. I did not confess to the fact that uh, I was holding a triple cheeseburger while I was on the treadmill. You know, I figure they'll cancel each other out, won't they? But in any case, it's it's hard to, it, it's hard to believe, but it's not as hard to believe as it ought to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if. Any president in my lifetime, obviously they wouldn't have been tweeting, but made no. this kind of allegation, you'd, I think it would be shocking if you think of yeah. the last 40 years of presidents, you know. But and, here's, and here's the thing. It's like, is that totally inconceivable? Not really. I think Ted Lieu laid it out pretty well uh, via Twitter when he said, if it's true and it happened, then, I mean, I think... Ted Lieu literally used he's in deep shit. That's yeah. a quote. Um, because it means that... There right. was a, a judge who found probable cause exactly. to violate his Fourth Amendment right. Yeah, right, yeah, right exactly. So if if it's tapped, then, then, then why? Bigger, that's, that's there's there's bigger problems going on, yeah. exactly. And he's almost implicating himself by bringing it up, by talking so, that there's issues yeah. going on. So as we alluded to, this is in the immediate firestorm surrounding uh, Jeff Sessions. And uh, reportedly, President Trump was so upset mm-hmm. about the fact that A.G. Sessions has to recuse himself now on the investigation into Russia that he took off from Mar-a-Lago, leaving both Reince mm-hmm. Priebus and Steve Bannon behind in the White House to, to stew about it, not getting a ride on Air Force One. I assume he actually does fly on Air Force One. We'd heard that he had such a great plane, but I think he actually <laughs> slums it on Air Force One. Right. Poor and thing. it's interesting, uh, Scott, your, your thought on everything that's sort of uh, swirling around... Jeff Sessions. Well, I know he was really mad at at Priebus, and that was part of the reason why yeah. he just 
took off. Yeah, I'm surprised what? he left President Bannon behind, uh, though. I mean, that, wait, why no, was that, he not at? Um, because they didn't protect they didn't, Sessions. Exactly. They didn't do enough to make it so that he had. You know, basically, he was supposed to prevent right. Sessions from having to recuse himself. Yes, Priebus was. Yes. Well, and Bannon. And Bannon. Yeah, that, but that's he was thinking more Priebus because of his connections to everyone that he yeah. thought that Priebus Priebus sure has was... that job so that he can do things like this yeah. in Trump's mind. Yeah. I would say. So he was mad that they both didn't do that, and he was mad about the whole Sessions that thing. They, that they didn't come help to his defense right, to and help. say he's not needed, to, he doesn't mm-hmm. need to recuse himself? To help preventing him from having to recuse himself. He, oh. Trump was hoping that they would be able to get enough people to support in, in, in Congress and everything to be able to support keeping Jeff Sessions from having to recuse himself. Just on this Russia thing. Right. Just right. on the investigation. Yes. That and, and, uh, just on that. Yeah, just, exactly. Okay. Well, as our recovering attorney, Chelsea, mm-hmm. I want to know your thoughts about the, the way that the week unfolded for Jeff Sessions, resulting in him having to recuse himself. Uh, would just give us... Some brief analysis, sort of an overview. Well, I, okay, so we find out that he, I don't know how, to, how he describes it in his own mind. He said something that was not true, but that doesn't qualify as a lie. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely correct. Exactly. He did okay. not, I, I don't think that that's, I, I, Al Franken today said that that was perjury, right. but he didn't say a statement, I never met with anyone from Russia. He, he was keeping it very specific yeah. Yeah, he said, to a certain Situation. And spoke about the campaign. Yes, talk yeah, about we met it. at the right. RNC, mm-hmm. and the campaign was yeah. not on the top of our minds at all. Right, um, like he knew what was going on, and he knew what the question was. He and, just made it so. And he has a history of being very mm-hmm. literal and taking people to task mm-hmm. on what they said and holding their feet to the fire. Um, and then it just blew up in his face. I guess this is karma. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very legal term. Karma. <laughs> karma. Yes, no, it's I, the I, official I, legal I, term for it. And. And and I I think that calls for him to resign are not unwarranted. I mean, this is one of the biggest um, scandals, forms of corruption that the AG's office, that the FBI, all of the intelligence agencies should be focused on. I'm sure there's other things, but one of the biggest problems, because if we really did have another country interfere in our elections, that should be sort of the, the top priority in figuring that out. Um and seeing who else, who from the U.S. government was infiltrated, basically, mm-hmm. by uh, by Putin, or it, it, so for him to have to recuse himself from like the largest job that the agency's got right now is a little like, oh man, somebody help me with an analogy. I mean, it's just it, it, it's the star of the show can only come out to the encore. I mean, the the DOJ's really should be focused on this and. He's the head of that. He's the spokesperson for he is in, the man in charge, and he's got to have nothing to do with it. Does he really um, think that he can be effective at his job? And do you think that he's recusing himself, which I kind of think, recusing himself publicly, mm-hmm. but behind the scenes will still be involved? Right. I think that that's a fairly accurate expectation. That which yes. is the same thing be. like, I have no conflicts of interest, I have no conflicts mm-hmm. of interest, but really just check behind the scenes, I got a whole lot of them. So is this, I'm recusing myself, but really, when nobody is around to see, I am continuing on business as right. usual. Absolutely. Yeah, which is the only way you can separate it is to have an independent prosecutor. Someone that has no affiliation, no political, you know, skin in the game. It needs to be someone that's independent to really look at everything. Because otherwise there's always going to be kind of that, 
in the background is this tainted by political motivation and and like you said is jeff sessions still behind the scenes with i, I can't think of dana's last name the uh undersecretary undersecretary or under uh uh, Attorney General, sorry, the one that took the place for Sally Yates is technically the one that is now right. going to be leading it. Dana Fronti or Dana, something like that. He's technically the one that's going to be leading this investigation now, but he was handpicked by Donald Trump to replace Sally Yates, and he's also the under acting Attorney General under Jeff Sessions. So yeah. Jeff Sessions is his boss. So you're not really getting too much separation when you have someone that's still so deeply intertwined with the Trump administration. I finally figured out an analogy. Please. My analogy is like you're at a Jackson 5 concert without Michael. <laughs> I, I just went back to I mean, look, up. Tito and Jermaine are good singers, <laughs> but still, I mean, you need Michael. It'd, right? be like, so, it'd be like if Rockwell did that song without right. Michael. There you go. There you go. So you brought so it, you brought it, it back. All back, brought it, it, back. Always, it always comes back to it Rockwell. Does. Uh, in any case, what do you think? Realistically, uh, just, I don't know. The way I look at the world, he's going to keep his job. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I think it's more, uh, and I have to look it up too, and I'll, I'll look it up in a second. But Nixon's second attorney general, coincidentally, and it always goes back to Nixon too with the parallels with Trump. But his second attorney general had a similar situation and basically got a slap on the wrist and was able to maintain his job after the first one was was let go. I want so to hear I want to hear from a, a pro Trumper. Yeah, about, storage yard resident. We know you're in there. You've been so quiet tonight. I Maybe hear, he doesn't like Rockwell. I, I know it feels oh. is it frozen or something? Because it feels weird like it's the same no, it's, Really we got a quiet chat room. Yeah today? it just hasn't No it's moved very at it's all. a very quiet chat room. Yeah I'm looking at it on that's my interesting. Laptop. Maybe yeah. everybody's out voting. I hope so. I They're so I, busy honestly, voting. I don't know that people are voting in the well though cool. storage yard resident lives in California. Yeah. So yes and uh, for those of you watching you see that we have uh, voting stickers on yes. because we Ta-da. voted here in LA mm-hmm. it was a, a time to vote. Uh, don't ask me what I voted for but I, I, <laughs> oh, I had a little book that I'd filled out and I I had the marijuana my, one, I yes. My, no, mm-hmm. see, that's the thing. I didn't get to vote on a lot of the fun stuff because uh, that I because of the fact that I live in Burbank versus in, in oh. the city of Los Angeles. So we got to vote on marijuana. Well, I, yep. I don't, I don't want to ask how you voted. I, I think I know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> on M. Yeah. Yes on M. Yes on M. No just, on N. No on N. Exactly. Makes it easy. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. No. Kind of on that one. But. And by the way, Storage Yard resident did like the Rockwell song. <laughs> See, thank you. I know I liked, and we're still working it out. But he's going to join us via but Skype. But I, I want to hear the 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 conservative defense of Sessions to keep his job. Yeah, well, because, I mean, because this is the the administration of law and order, and if you. Right. I mean, break the law and you set, do something when you said that you didn't, that should be cut and dry. I, I think that they had a, a decent argument before he recused himself, which is to say, you know what? He misspoke. He didn't lie. And you could have stuck to that. But then clearly there was so much more to it when, when they started talking to him. They were like, well, and that's why Steve and Reince got left behind and didn't get to go to Mar-a-Lago. So I don't know. I'm interested in knowing more about it. But again... I think we all think that it's not going to be a big deal. But, uh, you know, if anybody in the chat wants to tell us, we can certainly circle back to that. Uh, of course, the other big news is the uh, the replacement to Obamacare, which, you know, my advice to President Trump, and he didn't take it, is you basically take Obamacare, you repeal it, and you replace every single provision, <laughs> call it Trump Care, and then you get to talk about how you replaced it with Trump Care. I mean... Kind of, sort of. It's instead of mandate, we have incentive. Yes, and continuous coverage. Yes, except that there are concerns that the American Health Care Act 
will essentially take away health care for millions of people, many of them poor I'm reading from mm-hmm. the week, this, these aren't off the top of my head, uh, in order to pay for upper-class tax cuts. So that's an argument from the left. And I don't know if, if that's exactly what the problem is, but I feel like, let's just put it simply, put it very mildly, people were very upset when this news came out. But also rep- conservatives yes. and fellow Republicans were upset by this. So it wasn't even just people on the left. Yeah, the, the piece the, the, that I'm reading from the week is actually called Did Paul Ryan Intentionally Sabotage His Own Health Care Plan? No, I don't think mm-hmm. he did. But I can see why somebody that would look at it would think, eh, maybe. But it's, I mean, obviously, you know, look, Democrats aren't going to rep- uh, basically support any kind of huge sweeping change to the Affordable Care Act. Right. But like Scott was saying, the fact that you're having trouble selling it to Republicans already means that it's probably going to be a lot of trouble and it's probably going to go on for a while. But mm-hmm. just like with Sessions, I just expect it'll pa- pass at some point. You know, it's, uh, it, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, there were the, the town hall meetings where a lot of lively uh, citizens have shown up. The thing that they were yelling and screaming the most about was uh, Obamacare and pre-existing conditions if they were no longer going to be covered and you know, I had cancer, and if I didn't have the Affordable Care Act, I would be dead right now. So I think voters are really up in arms about it. So I don't think this is going to pass so easily. I, I, I agree. I don't think it's going to pass as easily, especially when you see people like Senator Lisa Murkowski from Alaska and certain senators that are already saying. And then you have governors, too, Yeah, uh, Republican governors in states that are saying that this is not good. And when you have the Heritage Foundation, which we were talking about uh, on political culture, when you have the Koch brothers run group who's saying this is bad for politics and bad policy, it, it's a lot of a lot of issues for this, and it, it feels so much like they're trying to rush to cram anything through, which they accuse the Democrats of doing, but also without really going through it and really seeing how it's going to work because they want to take anything that Obama did because it was bad and get rid of it as soon as possible, and they don't really care about what's going to happen. And you have a lot of people, which again, I don't always feel too. Sorry for the, these Trump voters that thought that he wasn't going to actually oh, but repeal man, this. Does this hurt them bad. But there are a lot of Trump voters. I was reading about it the other day, like in Florida, for instance, uh, uh, that have pre-existing conditions and could barely afford health care and were covered by Obamacare, who were very, very nervous about this because, like you were saying, the tax cuts are now going to skew towards the elderly and older and not to the young people that are the ones that you want to because they're healthy to help spread it out because you can't have it work without having healthy patients in there too right and and then you have what they have which they call the block grants which is just an x amount of money that goes to each state and uh doesn't really take into effect anything beyond like healthcare costs that change every year they said they're going to peg it towards the cost of inflation but if the cost of inflation is only one and a half to two percent and healthcare costs go up five seven eight nine percent then you're already losing money there. Now states are having to either cover this out of their own pockets or more people are going to fall off of those plans, which is only going to help those people. It's going to hurt them. I can't wait to hear your solution, Chelsea. Mandatory kale. <laughs> Mandatory kale. Can, can we a, have spinach? Because like kale, kale is just bad and, spinach. And a treadmill. Yeah, I mean, that's... Mandatory treadmills. Treadmills for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Treadmill for you, treadmill for you, treadmill for you. I mean, can you imagine, just imagine for a second, everybody in America had some sort of kale smoothie concoction a day and spent (laughs) an hour on the treadmill. What do you think would happen to the price of healthcare? I don't know, but when you said kale smoothie, I threw up a little (laughs) in my mouth. But 
But then again, not everybody can physically do that anyway. So what do you do for those people? Okay. But (laughs) what do you mean they can't consume? I said not everybody can Can use the treadmill. Can use a treadmill because of whatever physical ailments, or they don't walk, or whatever, or they have whatever issues. So then, who? What are those people going to do? That's what I'm saying. Then you start a row machine. (laughs) A row machine. They get a row machine that they get to sit in. And but I'm just (laughs) saying. (laughs) I mean, this is this is a nonpartisan. Um, solution here. So, well, is... are you are you volunteering to be the czar of gym equipment? <laughs> a nonpartisan solution is let everybody have health care, and then they can figure so, out health insurance. The problem is, is that okay? I can have it, but it costs me three hundred dollars right. a month, and that is crazy. I... Right, I have the same thing. I pay a lot for my insurance right now, and, and how much do you use it? Very little, because I'm very fortunate right now uh, that I and, don't have to. And, but, but also, there's things that you can do to make sure that you aren't somebody right. who is likely to have to use it in the right. future. Sure, something could happen to all of us, but if we each felt, I don't know, compelled to take care of ourselves, either for their own good or for the greater good of bringing right. health care costs down, I mean, how we can't just legislate people. Think larger than just yourself. I don't know how we do yeah, that. Yeah, I know. That's... Is it, it's I hard mean, to I do it. Everybody must have a conscience. Everybody society. must think of us. I in haven't terms thought of, of anyone other than myself right. yet. I'm probably <laughs> not going to start. Now. All right, I think of my kid. That's that's about it. Uh, no, look, these these are all fun solutions. They're interesting solutions, but no one, even if this was the greatest idea ever, and we had the money, and you figured out how to pay. For a row machine for slash every treadmill. single person and a smoothie in everyone's smoothie, house yeah. every day. <laughs> smoothie delivery, <laughs> delivery every single day, like the Gover- newspaper. Government it's just dropped off on yeah. your driveway every well, day. In the old days, <laughs> even even before I was born, in the old days when they used to the milkman used yeah. to actually bring bottles of milk. So yeah. the, Great. Just the kale little, man yeah. will now or and the kale woman to, to bring will now it, deliver to bring it to the forefront <laughs> for the millennials. It's like Blue Apron if yeah. they only brought smoothies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you so were then talk- you wouldn't have to cut down on your triple cheeseburger because you'd. Be so full from the kale. From your government, your government mandated. You would would now naturally have less room for junk food. Hmm. With all the essential government-approved vitamins and minerals inserted every day. I I have a feeling that I just have this idea now. I think that we should all have kale smoothies on the show next week. The funny thing is, is I can be perfect for St. Patrick's Day. We'll have a nice for that week. Nice green, green yeah, smoothies. What were you going to say, Chelsea? That I actually don't eat kale smoothies. Have kale smoothies, but. You know, but you will if they're government mandated and they're they're full of. That's uh, the kind good. of look. That's the kind of that's the kind of double talk you get that's in right. politics. Listen to Chelsea trying to make you you have that have kale, smoothie. kale smoothie that she does not want. I would, except no. Uh, there are I, whatever you understand what I'm saying. The uh, just, conversation rages on in the chat room. Surge out residents says spinach tastes terrible. And Obamacare is too expensive. But if you mix it with some other stuff and zip it around real fast, it's amazing what happens. Storage yard resident, I should just call you SYR. Mm -hmm. Uh, SYR, uh, you know, Mix it with pineapple. I'm just saying spinach (laughs) tastes better than kale. That's all I'm trying to say. Mix it with pineapple, Uh, put a little flaxseed and chia seeds in there. (laughs) Throw some apples in there. Oh, yeah, apples. Please give us your kale recipes at Trump Report (laughs) ABT. Right here. We are going to solve the health care crisis on the show. In 15 minutes, we're going to have this solved. We can, time. we can do a cooking segment in a future episode. <laughs> the uh, kale cookbook, but Chelsea won't eat any of the rest. The Trump Report. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we were talking he, about... He thinks I'm ridiculous. Well, because you don't even eat the kale smoothie. You shouldn't have said that. You should have that's kept that to yourself. That's why she's a perfect politician. Yeah, that's true. Perfect. I, I use, I, I'm more like spinach. Also, it's, it looks like it would be disgusting, but I oh, whip it around so in disgusting. a way... But you don't even have the kale smoothie, but anyway. I eat plenty of kale. 
<laughs> I just but don't need it as a smoothie. Yeah. yeah. Right. Eats it raw. In any case, uh, <laughs> Scott was talking about some of the people who were, some of the Republicans who immediately were like, mm And Rand Paul actually said that uh, the, let's call it Trump care, is dead on arrival. And President Trump did what he does. Mm-hmm. He tweeted, I feel sure that my friend at Rand Paul will come along with the new and great health care program because he knows Obamacare is a disaster. Which is an argument, but just because you, even if he thinks that Obamacare is terrible, that doesn't mean that, oh, this other thing is immediately going to get the green light. You know, because... Because there are such things as worse things. Yes. Right. Or it could be, let's, let's just say he thinks it's bad, but it's also equally as terrible. Well, fine. He's not going to vote it in. And... I'm just expecting, I kind of have this open because I, I keep waiting for, like, new tweet updates. Because I refuse to follow President Trump, but I do look at his Right, that's what I do, too. Same thing. People, I will not people follow People then him. see that I follow yeah. him. Well, no, I don't want to give him any, I don't want to give him any more I mean, followers. he's by got 26.2 million still, followers. Still, and then this yeah. keeps going up. You but I will not, it's be, true. I will if, not be that one person. If we followed him, it'd be 26.3. Yes. I, I feel very confident. That's right. But, in any, by the way, he's <laughs> tweeted... 34,000 times. Whoa! And he uh, he joined in 2009. So, wow. eight years, 34,000 tweets. 34,600 tweets. That's like 11,000, but yeah, I joined yeah. the same time. Yeah. In any case... Oh, I mean, Trump had something in common. I'm just... <laughs> the only saying, thing. <laughs> I feel as though what, what I would expect to see is that other people he's making these plea to. I think he's going to tweet at everyone. You know, all the Republicans that he thinks that he can get to come over... But I don't think they're on board. I mean, no, I think that, you look, know. It's just sad because. They're going to face a lot of paid protesters yeah, at those but the town thing, hall meetings. But, you know, the thing that's sad is it's all political when it comes to this, and healthcare shouldn't be. If this was done by George W. Bush, the Republicans would not have a problem with If Obamacare was done by George W. Bush, they would not have had a problem with it. And that's what makes me so sad. Instead of trying to fix it, or at least have worked with it these past couple years uh, while President Obama was in office and support it and make the changes, maybe, you know, there could be some improvements because it's not perfect. There are a lot of issues with Obamacare. But instead, because it was... Right, because it was made by him and they just hated him so much, they will do whatever they can to tear it down and come up with a replacement that really, on paper, doesn't have anything better to offer just because it was done by him. And that's what's really sad. And instead of having to take it as, let's work for the best of our country... Let's just make this political and tear it down. Because if it was done by a Republican, they would not be even bothering repealing this right now. Yeah, I mean, and maybe. That, but that's what, to me, is like so ridiculous. The fact that they want to cram something new here that is not any better just because it's for political purposes. Right, and I mean, we're starting points. to see the fact that, you know, Republicans, just because there's a... a I'm using air quotes for people just listening. <laughs> Republican president in mm-hmm. the White House that they're going to just automatically rubber stamp everything. I mean, we saw that you know even uh, Devin Nunez, who is the House Intelligence Chairman, uh, was not buying the tapping of Trump Tower, and he's somebody who's been a very staunch Trump yeah, supporter. Yes, very vocal. That's and true. he's just like, ah, no, no. <laughs> so. A bad week for the Trump White House has not really gotten much better, which is crazy because as we were talking about, one week ago tonight we were talking about his speech, that was very well received. People who didn't like him were like, well, that was that, that was presidential. Right. And as I said last week, there's nothing more presidential than asking for a trillion dollars and not yeah. trying to figure out how to pay for it. But as <laughs> we know? said last week too, he gave a speech for an hour on the teleprompter and that's how low the bar has gotten. Like he didn't do anything incredible. That's a standard 
thing that a president does is read a speech from a teleprompter. It's the fact that he didn't go off script like he's notorious for that people are like, oh, he's great now. He's presidential. <laughs> and it's just so ridiculous. Like that, And I was saying that to people and tweeting about it myself last week after uh, that this was this was nothing to be impressed by. Um, so and also, if you read this, the speech or, or l- listened to it, you would know that it was also pretty scary, too, some of the things he wants to do. So... Uh, I, this is an interesting comment. Okay. Storage Yard resident says, did anyone notice that government health care is now the new normal? But here's the thing. I, my, I don't have any government anything mm-hmm. in mine. I pay for mine. I don't get any subsidies. Same. I have, Same. you know, a standard Blue Shield, Blue Cross, right. PPO thing. That existed independent of the government. So... Um, I don't have government health care. Nor do so I. What, is that, what does well, that mean? Well, I, I think that the rate you pay is probably lower. And I know that there's not a... a you're saying there's no subsidies. No, you if you have you a get. certain income, yeah. you don't get any subsidies or any right. help at all. And it, or if you have certain... Like, I have a quote-unquote Cadillac plan because I need to make sure that certain things are covered that aren't with a base level anyways. And again, my income does not allow me to get any government subsidies. But I think going back to storage yard resident, you know, the, the part of the issue too was this weird thing that employ, employees or employers are supposed to cover your health care, which is a sort of a weird thing to latch on to employers that now they're supposed to cover people's health care that work for them. And that's something that really kind of got off track of, of really what we as a society should expect why why is our why are our employers supposed to cover our cuz what if we don't health? want employers we want to be self employed right well that's what i'm saying like screwed. where did that that whole concept kind of come about to where now we're expecting our employers to cover our health care and why not have the universal right of having our government that's for us be making sure that we are all covered and insured and that things are taken care of and you're taking the profit out of it because that's part of the problem of having it attached to employers. Right, and as we've seen that once it was mandated that yeah. you know, employers were going to have to provide health care, all of a sudden they had you know a lot less full-time employees and a lot more part-time employees. Like, whatever the cutoff was, it was like, great, we're going to have, course, they pe- took advantage we're gonna have that. more people for 22 hours. But I'm we- saying before Obamacare, yeah. when this was sure. a, considered that the employer was going to be covering your health care and have health care plans, and it's just a weird way of looking at it to begin with and how that became our way of thinking. I, I, look, I, I think it's it's an as a society in general. Yeah, it's we feel. Look, I don't know. I think that clearly a lot of people feel that it's a it's a right to have health care, and there are people who wouldn't have health care that actually really need it, and they right. do get it provided. Uh, you know, all of us in this studio, we're all paying for it. There are people who are able to get it for free because of this, and you know that sort of feeds into here in California of Medi-Cal, but of course also right. Medicare things like that. But that's it's kind of a separate issue. But I don't see it getting fixed with this plan. Not at you all. Know? And I, I don't know. If, look, there are definitely problems with the Affordable Care Act. Sure. Things that ought to have been changed and can still be changed. But, but that was the point I was saying earlier. Why would we not be looking beyond the political part of it and looking at fixing what didn't work and making it work for all Americans? And that's the thing is, is Republicans could take credit for that if they did that. If they said, we're going to take what doesn't work with Obamacare, we're going to try to make it better for everybody. Instead, they want to get rid of it and bring a, an alternative that's not as good just because of politics. Part of me is like, and, let the Trump voters have their way and have yeah. their health care taken away and then see how they like it. But that, that feels mean and it doesn't feel... No, but, feel... It, but it also affects the other people that didn't support this. You know, that's the problem is now it affects 
everybody. See, I feel like if the Affordable Care Act gets repealed, and this is based on nothing other than just my sense, that your $300 health insurance will start costing $600. Right. That's exactly yeah. the, the, yeah. the problem. Think? Well, because... Oh, yeah. I think it will definitely yeah. go up. It's not going to get any better. What? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, well, be- well because before... these rates are, are set, and, you know, the, they're, they're yeah. mandated. Anyway, right. Ahead. There's only a certain percentage that they can actually raise them each year. Yeah. And, and that's the great thing about California, too, is that... You know, you can't raise them too. Well, the other problem that happened is when I hit 30, my insurance rate went way up. Like, I all of a sudden became really unhealthy. (laughs) Before, when the very first plan that I had cost me $89 a month. But I'm sure that was very bare bones. And I know some people want to have that. It didn't have maternity because this girl has no maternity plans. Um, (laughs) But now I have to have a maternity. So... As a progressive, how does that make you feel, though, to say that you're required to have maternity coverage even though you don't need it? And then that kind of goes to that other thing of how does that work for people that don't want to pay for certain things and have the bare bones coverage? I should get a discount because I don't have children, right? Every year (laughs) that I don't. You get a credit. I should. Right. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Well, if you don't use it, you know, you can you use that portion. But th- that's the thing get, is like you get a little wh- bit of money back, and then therefore people really think twice yeah. about having children. But that's part of the issue, though, is like when you talked about because I had bare bones coverage too, and when you talk about healthy people having that, but then on the flip side, you have all these very ill people uh, and older people that require more, um, you know, prescription pills and other things like that. Now, how do you even that out? Because if you're having someone with the bare bones now, these other people are now paying way more. Because they're sick, and it goes back to all that. Like, how do you balance it out? So that's where it's like everyone sort of does have to pay for the greater good well, I, to to help pay and for some I of those people. I would be okay with that if I um, age confirmed doesn't look up or twenty two. Well, thank you. <laughs> Shareable Texas. Wow. Are you yeah. flirting and there not, in the chat room? I know well, through and, via chat room. Wow. I like that. <laughs> Anyway, finish your thought because I want to move over to one other thing. Well, no, I totally you're, forgot now. You're, you're on the pressure now. Because, finish that thought right now. Because she got flustered by the compliment. That oh, I, I would say I don't mind sort of spreading the risk and paying for Except I, I really don't want except to pay for coverage. other people's irresponsibility with their own health. Right, but then, you know. I want to be able to get together a group of fellow, like, I don't have soda, I have very limited meat, I eat this much veggies and fruits, uh, uh, you know, and we all qualify for one rate, and if you want to eat your triple cheeseburgers, you can go ahead and do that, but you're going to But then that's the same problem that happened with that sick pool, which we talked about, uh, some of the states for those desperate people that don't have a lot of money that are sick and maybe through no fault of their own. I don't Um, think that How do those people, how do we pay for those? Because now they have... A lot of expensive medical bills, and then us over I, here are paying the healthy lower rate. I would pay. I would pay a little bit more, but also, even if you are unhealthy, you have a condition. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean you get to sit around all day. There are well, still no, things no. that you can do. Sure, if you have type one diabetes, right? Like my have... husband has type one diabetes, and actually, he's on a phone call with his insurance tomorrow. Our insurance to talk about how he can help nutritionally keep it in check. Because of course, they want to save can money. Help him with that. Yeah, you know, but that's kale. what I'm saying. But yeah, well, <laughs> of course. It's my solution. Everything goes back to kale. All, all, but I'm saying those all are I things, know is you know. that I don't want to be paying for the health care of people who eat way too much popcorn. But <laughs> what I do want to do is move on to one final point because we only have a few more minutes. As always, we are about to run out of time. And so I do difficult. want to talk about Executive Order 2, Electric Boogaloo, the sequel mm-hmm. to the... Muslim ban, the travel ban. Wait, we got a couple more minutes on the clock all of a sudden. I Did know. you just like, see that? Just that happens up. in soccer when they get yeah. extra yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. We just got extra time. <laughs> we get the extra credit. We just got extra Bonus time. Wow. Thank you. But uh, so basically, 
through some careful study of the careful new executive study. order, it's the same as the old executive order except it doesn't have a rack. Our, just more legalese. That's yeah, there's a lot about. more legalese, but they, <laughs> they brought out the big guns to all talk about yeah. it, and then they didn't let any reporters talk to them. And it doesn't go into effect for a week, which yeah. is funny because it's like, there was a tweet, did everybody see that? There was a tweet a while ago that said, you can't give people a, a week's notice. All the bad dudes will come mm-hmm. rushing in. And then now this one has right. a week notice. Yeah. So, I, so the bad hombres are coming? All the bad hombres are now already here. <laughs> they already they hopped on. I mean, it, it's it's. I mean, where I, do you I begin think with it? you 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 do need to give these the agencies a time to roll things out. Mm-hmm. Um, that was another thing in the speech that really like for a second while I was kind of mesmerized by Trump being able to stay on message when he said something to like it, the uh, the ban was beautifully rolled mm-hmm. out with. You know, no problems, and it was just the Delta Airline glitch. Yeah, we're exactly blaming Delta Airlines for that. And I was like, oh, like, wait, oh my wait, 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 God. reality, that's not at all right. true. I can't take them seriously. No. Never, mm. ever, ever, ever. But at least now it's not an indefinite Syrian refugee ban. It's only 120 days. Yeah, he's only doing the maximum that he could sort of get away with legally. Without so it if you're already... in Syria, you just have to hang on for four months. You know, what could go wrong in Syria in the next four months? You'll be fine. Uh, sort of the point that I was referencing, though, so in addition to the actual rollout of the executive order, uh, I saw this on Twitter from Glenn Thrush, who I know used to be in Politico, but I think he's with the New York Times now. I just yeah. know he gets made fun of in the Alec Baldwin, uh, Obama, Obama, Alec Baldwin Trump uh, sketches where he just keeps making fun of him. Actually, those are the Sean Spicer sketches with uh, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. But anyway, good for Glenn Thrush. He's gotten his name mentioned <laughs> on this show, too. But he uh, is the one who called attention to the fact that there was no press allowed at the executive order signing. So Kelly Sessions and Rex, were, Rex Tillerson were all there. And they ran away from questions. There were people who briefed reporters, but they refused to give their names. And he, uh, Glenn says that he's been on dozens of background conference calls. This is the first time he's ever been on one where the official, officials did not give their names. Uh, are they just... You know, in Hollywood, there's there's the, the pseudonym Alan Smithy, which you use when you're a director of a shitty movie and you're like... Uh, I I can't put my name mm-hmm. on this. So you put Alan Smithy on it. Are we starting to see people Alan Smithy these executive orders? <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. I think it's just like you know as little information. Right. They want to unroll with as little fanfare as possible, not having anyone look too into it. Which again is silly. Like with Trump trying to do distractions and think Russia is just going to the story is just going to go away. It's that same thing. They're trying to just roll it out as quietly as possible and hope that it doesn't make a lot of noise. But kind of silly. Yeah, uh, so Chelsea, you've been uh, largely quiet on the new executive order. It, it, it doesn't seem that different, is it? It's pretty much the same. No, just that we like Iraq now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we always liked Iraq. <laughs> uh, that really is, that's the, what I, I mean, find I, is the only difference. I thought difference. he was going to throw in a random country. You know, somebody was like, how about he throws in Belgium? Burma. Well, and that, that... Screw you, Belgium. Actually, that is a good point because they did kind of say that in the revised thing that, you know, the waivers can be case by case for these countries, but also they reserve the right to add other countries later on. Now, if, and, if, if, you know. if, if he had added Saudi Arabia 
Right. Then that would have been, been amazing. Like, yeah, Saudi Arabia. Because right. that's right. the point we've made on this show right. and other people have made elsewhere. It's it's not a Muslim ban because, you know, our, our friends in Saudi Arabia, where they don't do anything terrible to women. And it's, it's, have... it's a Muslim ban for places that don't have Trump properties or that we try to have <laughs> with the relations with oil and other things. So, yeah, as long mm-hmm. as they have nothing that, that can benefit us, then it's fine to just go ahead and... Um, you know, do these these. Bands. But at least now, people with green cards—they're not going to be messed with because we needed a whole new executive order to tell us that. Right, they were trying to fill in the holes because if you do read it, it's just so long because they're trying to cover it and they, and they tried to specifically say, "Oh, this is not a religious thing," and yeah. so they're trying to cover their asses basically. But I, they didn't really. There's still a lot of holes that, there. It's yeah, it's right. Not there's gonna... exactly that means there's still issues there, and it's just they're trying to cover it up, and and really they didn't change much. Well, because we got the extra time, I do want to talk about one other thing, which is our friend Ben Carson. In a meeting with the Housing and Urban Development staff, he equated slavery with immigrants who just got less than other immigrants. And the quote was, there were other immigrants who came here in the bottom of slave ships, worked even longer, even harder, for less. Than who? Than, than the who? slaves? I know, right? No, no, he, that's who he's saying. Yeah. That those, the, the ones in the bottom of the slave ships, though, he's calling them immigrants. So they got paid he's less than even the free labor that the slaves provided. These yeah. people were even, you know, I I don't even know where to begin with him. With uh, <laughs> with Dr. Ben Carson. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I found... Like I said on the last show, when if you think that doctors are smart because they're doctors or even lawyers are smart because they're lawyers let me tell you it's just not true i've met plenty of dumbass lawyers and plenty of dumbass and, and doctors incredibly intelligent people that never went to college there's i mean a, there's, there's a difference between uh, yeah. book smart right. and mm. sensible and it's they don't always overlap no exhibit no. a yeah, no, I had, I, my friend went to Cornell, and when I would meet people there, when I go visit, they're literally the dumbest people I've ever met. And I'm like, and they, they're in an Ivy League school, and, and I wasn't. But they also weren't smart. I'm like, I went uh, to state school, a, Dan, and I'm proud of it. Story, yeah, a story <laughs> that I was not aware of at all, which I find interesting, uh, it was sort of on a list. There was this uh, link that I saw that was a brief guide to the nightmarish last 24 hours of the Trump presidency. So... Uh, this was a story I hadn't heard at all, but uh, the New Yorker reported that uh, President Trump and his eldest daughter, who I believe is Ivanka, unless mm-hmm. there's a secret daughter, <laughs> you know, like a like an up in the attic, like a baby Jane right. daughter or something. But uh, and, and Ivanka, they developed a hotel in Azerbaijan. All right, that doesn't sound that surprising. It it appears to be a corrupt operation run by a family known as quote unquote the Corleones Corleones of the Caspian. Like I'd never seen the Godfather. The Corleones yeah. of the Caspian. With links to Iran's Revolutionary Guard. Wait a minute, didn't he just ban Iran? Well, there must be nothing there. Uh, anyway, um, so what that story means is that uh, Trump has some shady business dealings. Go figure. No. But surprise, surprise. No, no, no surprises there. And dumbass uh, presidents. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we had a couple things in, in the chat in our final couple minutes here. Storage Yard resident wants to know where he can get triple cheeseburger health insurance. <laughs> we'll try to find out for you. Shareable Texas. Oh, Will I they know. deliver cheeseburgers the in the morning instead of kale? Tr- the triple it's... cheeseburger health insurance <laughs> must be funded by the soda companies. I mean, why, why, triple... why can't, <laughs> yes. why can't you have... Why can't companies. you have... Uh, 
you know, now withdrawn Department of Labor nominee Andy Puster, yeah. he could pay for it from all of the yes. money he makes at Carl's Jr. Yes. and Hardy's. Yeah. See? It all comes together. From all the money he's uh, going to save from uh, automating his uh, restaurants with replacing fast food <laughs> workers with robots, he can now find this insurance. Uh, Shareable Texas, again, thanks for joining us today, and yeah. thanks for complimenting Chelsea. She won't say it, but I will. Uh, <laughs> what is the point of a temporary ban? My understanding is that it's not a temporary problem. This is just inciting violence and anger. Um, I don't think that they, I honestly don't mm-hmm. think they think it's a temporary problem. They just can only address it temporarily. Right. But legally, without Congress's approval, the president can only go so far in what he's able to do. And this is the um, as far as the limit he can do. His expectation is that these 120 days are going to go so well that it'll be really easy to get some kind of legislation passed, or is he just going to do another executive order? Is he going to keep just doing, repeating might, and do the sequels to part three, there was, part four, I saw a really five. disturbing map of the country about how many Americans actually support this ban. Right. Yeah, what? it's... it's Well, that's what I'm saying. It's scary. The was it the majority? I mean, was it a... a it a, was a, read all over. Right. Interesting. Well... And again, it's, it correlates with, with the majority of the people, like so many more counties and everything voted for Trump versus Hillary Clinton, but that's the population is spread out. So you have a lot of the same people that support Trump and support those policies that are supporting everything he does, regardless of what it is. Like, they're just going to support him. And they do believe that, uh, you know, they think it's a Muslim ban and they think that Muslims are the problem, which is scary because people are not informed on, on that. Well, uh, on that note, what well, we hope that everyone listening and watching just blindly supports us and whatever we say, and that they're back with us <laughs> next fact, Tuesday. Whatever we say, we come back next Tuesday, seven <laughs> p.m. Pacific, ten Eastern, for another installment of the Trump Report. Uh, don't forget, we're at Trump Report ABTV. Follow us there, like us on YouTube, comment, and please rate us on iTunes. For Scott Moore at S Man eighty, Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia. I'm Christian Blatt. At Christian DMZ, and we will see you next time on the Trump Report. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.